Welcome to this episode of Konger og Krig. I have a special guest for you tonight. Uh, the champion of Reign of Kings 2021, Simon. Good evening, Fred. Hello. So how are you doing? I'm tired. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I was not... Uh... I was not you. This was really exhausting weekend, you know. You have to play, and then when you get home, then uh, because of course it wasn't Bergen that allowed me to go home, and uh, you have the kids in the evening. So, yep, yeah. that was taxing. So now I'm using the work week to relax, you know. That's the <laughs> that's the plan at least. Yeah. So uh, it's been a long time since the maybe you were you a bit rusty with the amount of games and uh, just. Uh, all the time used in one day. I mean, I'm sure you, you've only played single games and uh, stuff like that for a while now. Yeah, I. Um, in fact, I have played no games for a while. If I'm, if I'm quite honest, like you know, I, I, I said that, that when the COVID really hit, then you couldn't, you couldn't meet people much anymore, and people were were, were not traveling left and right, and and we were in home office most of the time. You know, it was. Um, we just didn't yeah. get around uh, to play a lot. I played a little bit, I think, uh, yeah, beginning of 2021, and then I didn't play at all. And it just so happened that I was um, I was over in the UK in the Nottingham area the the day that uh, that the COG 22 dropped. Yeah, and uh, I went over to Mantic at one minute after ten and uh, picked it out of a closed shop. I rang the doorbell <laughs> until somebody opened and. And then I said, okay, I'll, uh, I'll pick up, play a little bit. We played on Universal Battle. And then the, the Friday before the tournament, I played a single game against yeah. Uh, yeah. against Morton Peterson, actually. Mm-hmm. So, no, I was not used to playing a lot then. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was uh, really stressful for me. Yes. Yeah, I can understand. That's a great story, by the way, that you were, uh, you were the first Norwegian to get your hands on the actual book, uh, Clash Kings book. Yeah, honorary Norwegian, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was cool. So it was uh, yeah, it was great seeing you again at the, in the tournament scene. Uh, I mean, it's for for everyone. It's been a, bit, a little bit of a break, and uh, in my mind, the la- the last national event we had uh, was Conquest 2020, which is like you know January 2020. So it's <laughs> almost two years. Uh, yeah. And you were there at that time, and you you were the a winner of that event too. So I was thinking, if we, um, even though Reign of Kings was uh, quite a smaller event, we had some dropouts and uh, stuff like that. But still, it's it's a it's the first national event since Conquest. So you you won two national events in a row now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, winning a national event in Norway since there is only like two events. It's uh, every <laughs> event is basically a national event uh, in such a small uh, country, but. But yeah. I think that, like we see with with, with Thomas B. A. for example, who is I think quite made quite a name of himself also on the international scene. You know, if you want to yeah. spend the time, if you want to travel, um, I mean, the Norwegians. The, I mean, our side, we can play. You know, if 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 we really want to, because we, uh, we we are we have been doing it for a while consistently, and I th- I think the scene is is, is quite is quite good. It's 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 well connected and. Uh, yeah, and it was it's always nice to get. It's like meeting old friends, right? It's like a nice get together. Everybody sees each yeah. other after they haven't seen each other for a long while, you know. And it's Absolutely. also this this event, you know, if you're really honest, is not um, 
it was not like the most brutal competition you could imagine. I mean, the competitive environment on Conquest is a little bit different, but you take, for example, um, Jürgen and Morten Hoyem, who had to, let's say, play basically in one spot, you know. I mean, if they had both played all the games, they would have probably had a, a very, very good shot at, at winning too. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure. So, I, I mean, I'm, you know, we just yeah. adjust to the things and we move and we had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jürgen came close to, I mean, he came on the top three, and even though, even though he didn't play all of his own games, <laughs> kind of switching yeah. in and out with the, because he, he and Morten were like TOs, so I guess they just shared a spot to keep it like even numbers. Yeah, I met him in the, in the final, in the, in the kind of final. Yeah, I, tell you, I mean, you know, he uh, he would have had to beat me twenty nil in order to take the win in the last game, but of course yeah. you know I mean I mean I mean uh, I ended up winning that game I think fourteen to six in a very close game. It's always close when I play against him. So it was kind of a like my mindset was it was kind of a final you know because yeah, sure. you win you don't win. The most important thing is that everybody gets back together. Everybody, yeah. everybody gets back on the horse. Playing starts again. People feel invigorated, having a new, uh, let's say, kind of adjusted rule set in the hands, and, and go yeah. out to explore the possibilities. You know, and there's a lot of possibilities in this book. You know, this is what I like most about about the Clash of Kings book. The new one is that it opens up yeah. so many things. You know, so many new layers, and uh, and that is it's a really interesting time for the game. Is always yeah. the kind of the shakeup of the meta after a yeah. new cock drops. It's always fun. Uh, it's been, and we didn't have a lot of time to adjust. Only had a few, like one week or so between we got yeah, the yeah. books and we had to mm -hmm. submit our lists. So exactly. maybe you want to tell us about your the orc list that you played with and which changes uh, from the new book or what changes you made um, like since the new book came out. Yeah, I, I I can certainly do that. Do that, but I want to start the story actually not last conquest but the conquest before that where i actually took yeah. second place by like i think one or two tournament points or something um and i played a, a very similar orc list where i used giants as chaff um and then yeah. and then i i basically kept the list more or less the same changed stuff a little bit out for the list which i used to to to, to win conquest um in 2020 and then um and then I, yeah, and now for this one, what I what I basically did is I looked, okay, at the changes for the orcs, and I thought, okay, what, what would be exciting? And and I ended up um, putting Dread on, on two war drums. Mm -hmm. I ended up taking out orclings and putting in uh, putting in some uh, some axe troops. So I took out three orcling regiments, put in uh, axe troop, uh, two axe troops, and I used uh, whip now gives let's say general inspiring, which is very good. So it gives me an additional inspiring source, and then it allowed me to take a one god speaker with this uh, shadow beast to pump yeah. up Gakamak. So 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 those were the, the the main things. The the due to the changes to the shroud, um, healing capacity of the god speaker is a little bit reduced uh, on mm -hmm. my list. Or do you want me to go through the entire list from top to bottom? Or is it enough like uh, that? Yeah, that would be that would be nice as well. Hang on, I can I can yeah, I'll just do it off of the top of my head. So basically the core is two 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 axe axe hordes, one great axe horde with the with the boots. Yeah. And one uh, one long axe horde with the uh, with the uh, brutal sharpness. Uh, they are supplemented by two regiments of Morax. Um, I run two troops of axe, two drums with red, 
uh, a god speaker with um Bainchant, heal and the 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 shadow beast thing um gak uh, a heavy flyer with blade of slashing so ancient ring slasher with blade of slashing mm-hmm. uh with the outcast and i think that is it that is what i have and uh, basically it's uh, a grindy orc army in a way with some hitting potential so so usually when my ho- big hordes hit something it usually dies yeah. um and when the I have adequate threat projection with the flyer and with the mobility of Gakamak. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gakamak is actually so mobile that he can almost be flyer defense basically by himself. And um, and then later on, when the when the lines have met, uh, he can he can join a combat and provide a safe safe five six wounds to the total. Combined yeah. with the dread, it usually usually uh, break break the lines in a in a in a grind matchup. So there is. Before it was different, you know. Before it was more built on, on on healing stuff up and grinding over several turns. But now it's usually the case. If I if I can avoid disastrous multi charges, then usually I'm 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 quite okay. And and for that the flyer of course helps because he has a huge threat bubble, and yeah. and and him being also drummed up um, is also quite okay. And the the axe troops in between regiments and hordes allow my drums to safely get quite close to the front and apply this uh, dread uh, bubble there brutal yeah. all around so so that is that is that is basically the concept and um it's not fast it's not flashy but it's fun to play because it's proper ranks and flanks oh yeah and just a huge army and lots of units um so um and i asked you at the tournament uh, about that dread dread yeah. uh, or uh, like how that works for you and because uh, uh, it seems to me I've, I've been having trouble to he- getting the drums close enough to sort of for it to matter but I, I suppose yeah. you just keep them really close to the front yeah I, I, I keep them I keep them fairly close to the front lines but you know the drums have won me an, a ridiculous amount of games you know when, when we are leading up to tournaments usually I I play a lot with Morten Peterson, so I'm always afraid to meet him in a tournament because he knows my army so well. Like I lose most of the games I play against him, so um, so, so 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 the drums have won me so many games, carrying tokens, occupying squares, you know. And of course, you know when you have dread on them, you are you you are almost tempted to put them right in the middle of the fray, but you have to play a conservative you have to you have to really wait for your chance and, and bide your time and that was has been the story of many of my games this tournament as well that you just have to you just have to sit and wait for the right moment and then you have to almost in a blitzkrieg kind of fashion hit them with everything you have fast because it, you know usually there's nothing standing after that you like if, if if you if you if i get in even with my low movement then it's it's usually over because it's just so many attacks everything is crushing and uh and with the Gakamak i can i can break uh, i can break key units and then if the drums there it's almost like a bonus for me yeah <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it sounds good, and um, um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Sp- I can wait my turn because I had the uh, the honor of playing this army, but I'm not the only one. Uh, and maybe you want to tell us about your games in the uh, in the sequence that they were played. Sure, uh, sure. I I had the honor of playing all the Oslo guys, which is another cool thing because you know <laughs> I this is all like guys which uh, 
which which traveled really far and uh and it's always cool to have a trip have a trip like that like a boys trip it's always good fun yeah um so i started by playing playing andreas who uh who, who won best painted with his undead army that's right um a fantastic army and and he's the guy that probably eventually will get me into 3d printing um because it, it looked so good and yet some some 3d printed stuff and it was of course really nice fellow to play against and um his army also like great potential you know he had um a little bit layers of some chaff you know uh wraith and then he had the three uh, wraith and i think a zombie regiment or two and then he had um he had uh, Lycanus and then three like Death Star units. He had Whites um, and Soul Reaver Calf uh, with Strider or Caterpillar. I don't quite remember. And then uh, and then a Soul Reaver Infantry Regiment with the Brutal Sharpness. So and yeah. and then you know I mean <laughs> you you cannot let these guys hit anything because it's it's it was yeah because they will delete stuff. They will delete stuff similar the way that I delete stuff even better. Actually, yeah, exactly. So, so it must have been quite so, an exciting uh, standoff. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic because it was a super rare game. I, I, uh, we basically we were we were playing we were playing push, and I, um, and I was, um, yeah, I was only playing the scenario. I put the tokens on the drum. I advanced on his weak flank as fast as I could, um, and and everything else was just a pure standoff. He was scared to go in because I have a lot of stuff that hits hard as well. And I was scared to go in, and then <clears throat> and on the left flank, basically Gagamak was occupying uh, Revenant cavalry chaff together with a zombie regiment and Lycanus. The zombies were carrying two tokens, and and just his mobility and staying out of charge arcs, etc., was was a deterrent for him to move the tokens across. So so that was quite exciting, and and I must say that there was no combat. I think until the bottom of turn four. Uh, not a not a not a single fight, and I ended up actually losing zero units in that game, because because uh, we we were it, it was just so like everything was just so static, so careful, you know. Yeah. But of course, with me being able to to move at a faster pace, um, I, I was able to bring the tokens across. So basically, time was playing in my favor. So if he had um, if he had taken Gug less serious and brought his like Death Star units to bear. I think the game would have ended uh, very, very much, very much differently. So, uh, but that's 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 how it went, and it was it was very exciting, like a nail biter type of game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so that was uh, interesting to see, and also like I said, beautiful army. I mean, if if somebody has a chance to see some pictures, there are some pictures around on Facebook. It's 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 really cool to see also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had the he painted it just in these weeks. Um, up to Reign of Kings, so I think he had a bit of a time pressure to get it finished. So uh, he really came through. It looks, um, it looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So your, would you say your drum then kind of was the key element there? If the, if you had your push tokens on a war drum. Yeah, I mean that was one thing. Um, and the second thing was that, uh, of course, you know, this these push tokens were on a were on his weak flank. So basically, all the Death Stars were. In the center of the board, and 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 I had uh, some tokens on the right, um, so I was able to advance fairly fast. But I think, let's say, if you look at the entire game and and and, and the cornerstone of everything, I think Gakamak was the MVP of that game because he was occupying a flank almost single-handedly, just running around and like projecting mm-hmm. threat here and there. And I, I was also a little bit surprised because <clears throat> he could have just um, he had a vampire which he could have used to just hunt. 
Gug down, or at least try to hunt Gug down, like as a kind of like a counter threat. Uh, but the the vampire was very much in the center. Him anticipating me striking in the center, uh, which I then didn't do. So so that was um, yeah. So I, I would say Gug was the MVP of that one for sure. Okay, very nice. So your second game that you met another guy playing orcs. Yeah, that was you, wasn't it? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, our, our game, it, it was comfortable playing orcs because I know for sure what orcs can do and what they cannot do. Yeah. So so that that, that was nice. Uh, it was very good. I, I didn't have any, let's say, kind of uh, uh, yeah insecurities and I was really able to, to precisely gauge the, the threat level of, of mm -hmm. each of each unit. Um, I think the scenario was controlled, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right, it's controlled. And the key here was that I think you split your army in two and you allowed a double charge on your fight wagon horde. Yeah. Um, which they did not survive. And I think that's from right. there on it was a it, it was a problem. Yeah. But maybe you, you the... can talk about that game actually. Well, yeah, I just remember that. I think there was a key moment. Uh, we had a I felt kind of uh, like I was giving you a little challenge uh, up uh, the, through the first couple of rounds, and I, f and I think I felt like I dealt with your flyer in a in a kind of fair fashion, where I kind of gave him enough threats so he couldn't get an easy path around my flank. So you kind of had to retreat your flyer a little bit and try again another another spot. So um, at least I didn't make it easy for you to get around me. Uh, and also my Morax regiments, I think, were placed a little bit uh, better than yours because I had uh, mine were able to charge some of your units, while you were not able to charge any of my units. Um, but in the end, I felt like I, I couldn't just stand there forever, so I made the choice to put my some of my units. It was the Fight Wagon Legion and uh, another unit. I, I made the choice to put them on. Th on 13 inches from your Morax. Um, so I told you if you if you max out your wild charge, then you will be able to charge them. And in my mind, I was just thinking I need to risk that because while I was doing that, I put my own Morax on like 11 or 12 from your unit. So I was thinking I'll bet everything on you not maxing out your wild charge and then I will be able to get the jump on your line. But of course you rolled the max and then it was on from there <laughs> and i realized i had probably gambled too much on that single dice roll yeah you i mean it's always like that i think one of the things that that we notice more and more is that if people that are on a similar level when it comes to, to understanding the mechanics of the game when they meet it's usually it comes down to like a single situation that causes a chain of events you know it's just yeah. one unit a little bit wrongly placed like one arc a little bit off and it sometimes it's just fractions of millimeters here and there and then it, this this chair changes the entire landscape of the game and um and sometimes this is you know inaccuracy sometimes this is you know uh, i don't know a piece of terrain being bumped over and placed in a different spot sometimes it's a dice roll you know the the the, the the, the the spreads between the players is so minimal that that exactly that dice roll of course changed the entire landscape. I was able to charge the fight wagon and then I was dead in the center uh, of your line with a huge hole. I was able to split the army and mop up the left, yeah. mop up yeah. the right, finished. So that's um, right. 
So that is. Yeah, uh, I gave you. I gave you the opening. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean that's a calculated risk, right? So, so, so you yeah. take the risk and you you win. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's just mm -hmm. that's just how uh, how how it goes. But I haven't really played you that much, actually, have I? Uh, maybe no, twice. We, we are usually in. Uh, well, I usually uh, t organize the tournaments, but when I play, I'm usually not in the same area of tables as you are. <laughs> ah, come on. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You you usually float to the top, but I usually hover around the mid to lower, uh, <laughs> at least mid table. So uh, it was a, it was good to have the opportunity to play because that's not often for me to have that chance. So. Uh, yeah, try my skills against the top orc player in the in the country. That's obviously a good <laughs> opportunity. Uh, the the top of the two orc players that we have. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, and yeah, I didn't mention it, but my list was quite similar to yours, uh, only yeah. with a few exceptions. So quite similar lists, and and also it was so I was trying to get my orclings. They ran. You remember how they ran <laughs> ran across the table? <laughs> yeah, they, they survived a lot too. Yeah, and they hid behind these because they were these two uh, pieces of blocking terrain, which were uh, like buildings. Because you, your terrain in Bergen is like buildings instead of maybe smaller rocks. So it's when two rocks are together on the map, it becomes two large buildings together. So it was yeah. a big pocket for the Orklings to just run and hide. I was thinking they could claim one corner of control, and you yeah. you said, "I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them in the end." And yeah. I think you got them in like turn six or something with a lightning vault with the whip yeah they survived a lot i mean they, yeah. they yeah they could have uh yeah they could have easily but it was the correct choice just run them up a flank you know 60 points or whatever they cost just to yeah. occupy something because this is one of the things also like my army always has to play a, a refused flank i ha always have to anchor against some impassable or or preferably actually against the board edge just okay. to make up my lack of mobility so so i'm always yeah. like if you look if you look at my deployments they are always against some form of impassable terrain just so I can use my, my Gakomak on the other side so he, because he cannot cover the whole army, right? So he can only cover mm -hmm. one flank. So I would just use use the board edge uh, on the other side. And sometimes, if there is not enough space, I even deploy in two lines, right? So the hordes are in the front and then mm -hmm. I have the Morax behind as like a, a second... Uh, I didn't do it this tournament because I always had enough space, but, but I do that mm -hmm. sometimes as well. So my deployment is actually almost always the same. So I have a plan to deploy and, mm -hmm. and it's okay just... I play around sometimes the great axis on one side, sometimes the long axis on the other side, depending how much cavalry the other side has. But yeah. uh, but the lightning bolt from VIP was the only chance for me to get to these Orklings. Yep. <laughs> All right. And in this game, you got uh, the big 20 zero from me. Um, did you say how many did you get from Andreas? Did you say that? 19-1 uh, was, was the score. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So two Oslo scalps so far. And who did you meet in your third game? That was uh, Magnus, big Magnus, yeah. um, and he uh, he played the Order of the Brother Mark, which, man, I, uh, I I was really surprised. I mean, surprised. Of course, we had the lists before, and of course, I perused them a little bit, but I didn't really like deeply study it. And also, I think that um, reading a list and experiencing a list is two different things because you mm, yeah. like the stuff the stuff you you, you 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 read okay you read and you okay this can do this this can do that but it's it's down to do so many factors and this is one thing i love about the game too is that in my opinion it's 80 percent the player 
like the player yeah. makes the makes all the difference like you can you you can you can have play with with almost anything if you play well and you know what you're doing with the army and and this is why also from last conquest to this time I didn't really change my army much because I knew what I had to do to be successful with this setup some small changes but tweaks but no drastic changes you know I was playing with the thought of going with dwarves which okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I was yeah, yeah of course I have a shit, shit ton of armies but I was thinking about going with dwarves uh, um, around this new royal guard formation and Golok's fury but oh, yeah. I didn't feel like I could get um, to the to the level of skill where I needed to be uh, but maybe I will do it I will do it for conquest I, I'm not sure yet but um, but anyway, so so I I never experienced that army, and when I I saw it, it was really also a very nicely painted army. I think mostly fireforge miniatures, so crusader yeah, style right. order of the brother mark. It was fantastic to see, and everything fights in this army. There is even the support. <laughs> everything fights like you could just take the guy out of the kitchen, and even he would fight. It is crazy. Yeah. They, they, everybody's right. fighting. Support characters fighting, and <laughs> and they are fighting like super well too. He had the two yeah. big uh, infantry hordes, and then he had knights, and uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was quite a hard match. And I possibly had the most stupid facial expression of the entire day when mm-hmm. uh, he had one of these regiments. I don't know what they were guardians of something. And he charged yeah, Dark, and I was like, "Okay, come on, yeah." I don't know what one, uh, oath sworn guardians. Exactly, he charged Gark, and I was laughing. I was like, "Okay, yeah, fine, go ahead and uh, do your four wounds." But why are you doing this? And then suddenly he says, "Yeah, yeah, but they have duelists," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" So, so, so they, uh, they actually, uh, yeah, yeah, they actually tore my tore my army to pieces. Uh, these our tore Gark to pieces. So it was uh, not. Uh, yeah, it was not uh, not the great uh, the experience. I was like, holy! I, I completely <laughs> underestimated that. Like, I was like, no idea. Yeah. And suddenly, these guys show up, and they are, they are super good. So, so rare, um, though. I've never seen a unit with duelist before. So yeah, it's no, uh, me neither. Quite a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have it on my radar whatsoever. So I was. Uh, this was a close game, also. Like, I'm not sure what the score was actually, but it was like either seventeen three or eighteen. Two or some something along there. I think I think seventeen three, and I had yeah. my big hordes uh, st- st- standing in the end. I also don't remember what the scenario was. Do you uh, know? Uh, do you game remember? Game three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was raise. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have to go and collect. True story. Yeah. He had also some some kind of squire, so running up the flank and taking a token and and uh, and threatening the flank. So so he played a really good game, and this game. 100% could have could have swung either way like this was uh, this was down to singular dice rolls and uh, and uh, and of course also with Magnus always a joy to play because he's like super friendly yeah. super helpful and uh, yeah and I will not forget that this regiment has duelist that uh, I promise you. <laughs> for next time so, yeah. no 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 I will not forget that okay so there's no there's no particular reason you can think of that your army won this game it was just sort of you it became a big uh, grind and you just stood there in the end there's no like yeah of course moment. i was able to match up my long axe with his cavalry um okay and uh, and then at the end when uh, when it was uh, time to, to to let's say take the tokens um i have a very large footprint you know i can get this yeah. stuff very easily so uh True. so that that of course uh, that of course helps you know it was a it was a uh, it was a 
square fight and I just m managed to get uh, get the upper hand but I also you know I'm I'm very careful also with the let's say kind of terrain mechanics when it comes to um, when it comes to to hinder charges you know I, I yeah. think one thing that was interesting was that I, I try very seldomly if ever uh, allow unhindered charges that are potentially dangerous for me so I, I always I always try to get the people across some terrain to make them hindered because it makes all the difference because then you get if you hit my hordes or even my regiments then you get hit back with the with the with melee values of three plus instead of four plus and that is that makes a world of difference um, to, to me yeah, it does sure. you know because I I get much more let's say security on the outcome and uh, yeah. and then I can plan for that outcome much better so. Um, so, so and when you when you are when you're outpaced and your your movement is lower then you just have to make sure okay they they will get to you but they will get to you with the minus one or they will get to you with cavalry when you have phalanx and uh, I, and these uh, these uh, that's uh, i i think one of the most important things and and also when you look at um the new spells in in cock 22 which i i find the new magic to be fantastic at the moment maybe somebody yeah. will break it probably like these re really good players that you have all over the world they will find a solution uh, on how to hack the system but for the moment yeah. it's it's a great level up because you have an antidote for almost everything and when you when yeah. you have an antidote for almost everything it deters people from taking too much of one thing so people yeah. people say okay you know if you take a lot of alpha strike people will have scorched earth for example you know yeah. Um. So, so there is n nobody was skewing lists too heavily one way or another, which in my opinion makes for great games because everything is balanced. You know, it's uh, everybody has a kind of like a multi-tool type list that can play all scenarios, can play all comers, and and has has interesting concepts that are with nuance one way or another. But there's no heavy skew like we have seen in the past, like Flying Circus, for example. It doesn't exist mm -hmm. anymore. I don't like those lists anyway. So, yeah, that's true. Um, it's uh, it's much uh, it just looks and feels better with like uh, a balanced army, and uh, maybe people took them just to be sure, or maybe they were unsure like about the new meta, and they just landed on a, a rounded list instead of a skew list, and maybe some skew lists will maybe they will appear going forward, but uh, hopefully not. I mean, I also am not I'm not a huge fan of super skew lists, <laughs> of course. It. Uh, um, better. Do you think the size of the terrain in Bergen is um, has any, <laughs> any impact on the, on this particular matchup? <laughs> with um, I, I, I I'm not I'm I, I'm not sure because he, like his main hitters were infantry too. I mean we have we have yeah. we have notoriously large woods. Um, yes. I, I, <laughs> our woods are very are very uh, very large, very deep woods. Yeah, you can yeah. easily get lost in them. So they, I, I don't know. Like for the people that don't know Bergen. The, the woods are probably I don't know twenty five centimeters in diameter if you were to have a circle or maybe even more uh, yeah like twelve so, inches uh, diameter yeah something something say? like that's pretty pretty big woods um yeah and <laughs> and yeah I mean I mean I don't have any pathfinder so uh, pff, I mean for me yes of course it helps me in hindering charges that's for sure um but uh, yeah I I think that uh, that. I mean, it's, it's difficult same. to say, right? Because I haven't played him under any other conditions. So we will see. And also, you have small woods. So we will. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the result will be different. But I'm always yeah. slow. You know, I have slow armies that are boring. I have a lot of nerve, high defense. And then... Yeah, so uh, you're, 
your army probably works well uh, in all terrain types. So but maybe Magnus's knights will have more space to roam in when, uh, yes. when it yes. comes to Oslo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and like I said before, you know, like like I said, and this is one thing that goes for all the people which I have played this weekend. You know, everybody can play, and everybody can play well. So that means that, like, you know, it's it it means that you always have to stay engaged. You always have to pay attention, and it's yeah. small things that can 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 swing the balance of the game. And this also makes it. And this is a little bit of the downside of that. First of all, it makes for interesting games, which is fantastic if you if you think about yourself. But if you think about or yourself and your opponent. But if you mm. think about the Kings of War scene on a let's say a more macroscopic level in Norway, and say okay, so 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 how is it for new people? You know, no new people come into our scene. They will have to accept that they get punched in the face a lot in the beginning yeah. because the de the delta in skill is just enormous because most of the people that have played now they have played for years and years and years and years they have been through many clash of king editions it's and they have you know found their play style they know the game they know the the, the intricacies of movement very well and the competitive mm -hmm. level is rather high so so when you have a new guy like look Sindra for example Sindra had a a new guy, I, I didn't get to play him because he was more, let's say, on the bottom tables with a, what I would call a abyssal netlist, if you can say like that, you know. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, abyssal list, you, a lot of flying and, and 18 inch uh, shooting. But, but yeah. of course, the, the other guys, they, they knew, they knew how to play that list and play against that list. And if you are, sure. if, and that of course makes it very difficult. It's so, so, so the people have to accept that in a competitive setting, you know, you will have to pay your dues in the beginning. You will, you will, yeah. you will lose. But that's in any, in any, let's say, sport or game, you know, it's normal. But people expect somehow, like, okay, I'll show up and I, I could possibly do well. But there's people that have, you know, put many years into this hobby and played many games, you know, and they have many, many different armies. So, so this is so that you have to catch up to. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully the people are nice, nice enough so that even if this, the new players might lose a lot, hopefully they still feel the games were a, a good experience. So uh, it's up to the, the good players or the veterans to sort of be very polite when they beat these newer players at least <laughs> but uh, I yeah think i mean i mean Sindra enjoyed it yeah, yeah. i mean he, yeah, he enjoyed it but see. of course of course you know getting 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 uh getting uh your, your ass handed to you uh 20 zero or whatever it can be is uh, five games in a row is is not pleasant um and and of course i i, I hope that and I think you know we are Hugely, how the Norwegians would say. It's a really, a really, uh, a really good, like nice atmosphere, and it's not super cutthroat, you know. I think True. if we would all come together for for uh, for a weekend and just play games without keeping score, I think the experience would be almost the same. Of course, it's different when you have a little bit of a competition, but it's it's not too much. There's not 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 like huge stuff on the line. We just we just play. And and yeah. I and I think yeah. that, that that's really nice, and I think Sindra, for example, enjoyed it a lot, and I think he 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 will become a regular in the scene, which I think is very valuable because he seems like a nice lad. He won this um, most friendly player award also, so so that of yeah, course it bodes right. bodes well for the future. Yeah, we hope you come back, Sindra. It was very nice to meet you. Please come back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't run away now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, 
how did game four go for you? I think you met their, your uh, fourth and final Oslo scalp. Yeah, that was Vida, Vida Hemingby, V-Dog, um, uh, the guy with the famous Night Stalker army from, from last year. Now, now this time he had a, another order of the Brother Mark, but completely different concept. A yeah. lot of peasants versus, uh, of course, Magnus' knights and paladins or whatever else he had. Um, and that scenario, what was that? We had loot, had, did we? Uh, game five was uh, was that I think that was pillage in the game game four yeah. I mean, game four pillage, pillage yes 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 yeah it was uh, he had two legions of this what what are they called pen it's paladin pen? monster slayers no no this this these legions this huge uh, a lot of uh, oh this, yeah he uh, has uh, penitents penitents yes. penitents yeah yeah he had so many so many units. 33 uh, unit strength, I think. Ridiculous number. A lot yeah. of stuff. <laughs> so uh, the entire board was 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 full, and then of course I was uh, let's say playing my refused flank, and he had uh, almost let's say 30 percent of the of the board was uh, was covered by was covered by stuff that didn't have anything on the other side to match because I was just on the other side, right? So. Yeah. Um, but also this game, like, like the one previously, you know, very close game. I think it was decided by um, him declaring a double charge with those two legions into one of my hordes. And okay. they are hitting on sixes and um, oh, yeah. and they were not, yeah, of course, hindered, like I said before. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, there was uh, nothing to win. Yeah. And then the counter charge comes and you mob up two legions in a heartbeat. It, it's not... Mm. Um, and that, uh, and that, of course, kind of that that decided decided the game. But also, this game was. I mean, it can also go go different, right? If he doesn't commit so early, he had layers upon layers of stuff. Like he had this penitence, and then he had some spear guys behind, and uh, it was um, it was also it was difficult for me to to crack that. But it was visually a fantastic game because he had a lot of humans against a lot of orcs everybody's yeah. on foot there's some guys on horses but mostly on foot so yeah. it was uh it was uh, uh, a really 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 nice really nice game as well and of course Vida's a nice opponent i think i played him the first time in 2016 in Christiansen. that's probably true i played you as well in Christiansen in uh, 2016. yeah when uh, there was something with one tournament which i, I won some abyssal dwarf army there i think i, I remember yeah. that and i somehow that's gave right. it away i don't know to whom but uh, <laughs> but this uh, yeah yeah this was uh, I played ogres there and he had he had also a Bristol dwarf army Vida that because he always makes these huge display boards and he had this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. you remember this one yeah board. this uh, yeah so uh, yeah so Vida yeah I mean um, I, again another one of the regulars very close game can swing can swing either way and and to be honest with you I think I just got got lucky a lot of times in a row this weekend. I mean, I can play my army well, right? Like, the, yeah. I mean, let's not. I mean, I don't want to, let's say, uh, undersell myself. But there's also luck involved. There's. It's not like okay, you are so super dominant. You just roll over everybody. It's not like that at all. No, I guess it's like a, it's like a poker tournament. I guess you got you have to get lucky at least uh, twice. You know, when you go all in. Yeah, yeah. You'll, exactly. you'll never get. You'll never win if you just uh, play it conservative the whole time. So, uh, with uh, do you remember how many points you got against uh, Vida? 
it was close 16 4 17 3 something like that not, not nothing okay. nothing fantastic so it it was it was a close win so so basically the first two games against andreas and you those were what i would call like more landslide type victories and then the yeah. everything else was 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 extremely close so okay. so um and me being on the short end of the stick almost in the last game against jürgen as well so with uh, your win against Vidar, you now had all four uh, Oslo guys uh, defeated. You took all our scalps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the, you. You could, you could, you could say that it was nice to play you guys because we don't play. I don't, I don't play you guys locally. Um, true, and, true. Uh, and 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 uh, and of course, uh, I guess we thought it was fun the, too. Yeah, I was. It was. It was good. And I, I also, you know, I, I envied it a little bit. You guys took a trip over the mountain in a car. I guess you had a lot of time to chat and then sharing yeah. a beer at the hotel so it was like a little bit of a mini vacation i was a bit jealous yeah, I have to yeah say. absolutely <laughs> yeah you can get yours uh, if you come to oslo you can uh, yeah i time. mean you know uh, omicron uh, permitting actually uh, we have to yeah, we have to see <laughs> now there's and now every you know you you seem to be unlucky all the time because <laughs> because now <laughs> now we're almost there we just played a tournament and then of course everything goes goes to hell again let, let, let's but i think in norway compared to other countries it's actually quite okay because the people have a, a good vaccination discipline they they actually get vaccinated i think what you have about 80 percent 75 80 percent of the people yeah. being vaccinated something like that so so that's yeah, that's very good and then of course combined with the fact that you don't have these big population centers it's uh, uh yeah it's not as it's, bad. Um, yeah i mean if this was last year i would probably have canceled already but uh, there's like i've said told to to vidar and magnus there's a pretty big difference between the old unvaccinated me and the new vaccinated me it's just i have a i'm much less scared of it now like uh, i don't have this irrational fear of of getting infected anymore um and it seems like people around me are the same so it's like we i think we accept the risk more now and and also it, you, you, people get less sick if they do get infected and uh, yeah and also i've had so many scares where people around me have had someone i know had corona and i've been like oh no i probably have it too and then no turns out i didn't like had four or five scares like that and now it's like eh, i don't really i'm not gonna bother being scared if it, if it gets shut down then i'll it will be cancelled by the local government or something but i don't think yeah. i'm going to i'm not going to pull the plug it will have to be the fucking norwegian there government pulling the plug <laughs> but if you but if you look at it now right just just see it a little bit with a, sto with a stoic attitude you know what, what are the yeah. factors that you can really influence and if you influence those and, and and i think let's say most of us i mean as far as i know at least uh, are very reasonable and responsible people so we yeah. we get our vaccination we don't go to any huge festivals in uh, in countries mm -hmm. where there is like a, co a pandemic is in full swing so and for me, for example, especially because of my work, I'm uh, go, go, going offshore and this and that. I have to I have to pay a little bit of attention because I can't yeah. afford to put myself at large risks, and I also have to travel, be able to travel internationally. So it's yeah. um it's not uh, you know it's basically a form of of kind of ha like handling risk. I imagine you were to go, for example, to whatever surfing vacation Indonesia for example uh, you know there's malaria uh, you have to handle that risk just like you have to handle the the, the, the coronavirus and as long as you use this uh, how the Norwegians say 
it's uh <laughs> it is uh it, i i think i think it, it can be okay uh, it would be interesting to see also let's say how the hotel is handling it you know if the bars yeah. are open for example and uh, what about restaurants and stuff but i i guess we just mm. keep some some tabs on the on the things as they're going on I, I saw that there's new government regulations that came out today but those are like pretty obvious things right like stay yes. in isolation when you're infected like hello this is yeah. of course clear yeah it's all old news kind of so a little um, bit yeah and uh, i mean we can always if it shit if shit hits the fan maybe we'll do like a mandatory masks i mean people are quite used to doing that and uh, magnus wore a mask this weekend which was very nice of him because he had uh, suspected corona in his family so he just uh, took that as a precaution and i'm sure people uh, appreciated that and uh, we can do that as well uh, just maybe just wear a mask uh, at the tournament and uh, it should help a lot and there's a lot of windows in the room we can we can crack them all open between each round and just air out properly you know the, these airborne uh, variants so yeah. um, that's the two only things i can do i feel like and uh, it should help a lot uh, airing out seems to be the most important thing to do with these newer uh, variants so yeah, keep that ventilation going, uh, max power, and that should help a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to also just go through your last game with Jürgen so he doesn't feel left out? No, you can never leave out Jürgen, you know. He is uh, one of the <laughs> cornerstones of the of the Bergen scene, and of course he's also one of the best players we have. So it was a, 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 a true final uh, with him, and, uh, and of course he... He correctly said to me before the game, it's a little bit of a shame that he has to he has to beat me twenty nil to even have a shot. So I, in my <laughs> mind, I treated it like a true final, right? So the winner takes it all, no matter the tournament points. Yeah. So so um, yeah, against him again, on on that list, really interesting. He used some of the new concepts. He used a lot of uh, he used this bark skin to to good effect. Um, Let's see. Oh yeah, bark skin. I can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He used a, a, a zombie-based uh, undead list with Lady Ilona, and he was the only one who had artillery pieces to Balefire catapults in his list. Yeah. And um, his main heavy hitters were two uh, hordes of, of, of zombie trolls, and then, of course, you, um, you have some the odd stuff uh, here and there. He also had this, um, what's it called, this contraption, this, this zombie uh, that uh, has this... Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Cloak of Death, or uh, what's Let's his see. name? Uh, gore Blight. Yeah, Gore Blight. Exactly. So, 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 um, so, uh, yeah. The that was a loot uh, on the last game. Um, That's and right. The yeah. main, the main advantage here was that, of course, this time I am not slower, so I could, oh, <laughs> I could yeah. uh, run up to these tokens, uh, grab them um, fast as fast as possible. And then move uh, backwards, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it, again. It was a. Uh, I can tell you the score. The score was fourteen six at the end. So he killed more okay. than I did because I was actually fighting a retreat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I went up, took the tokens with my hordes. So they are two, with one with each horde in the center, one with the drum, mm -hmm. uh, hoping uh, they could be they could be safe. The one on on the hordes were safe. The one on the drum it got nuked by uh, by by Lady Ilona, and one of the big things was the game between Lady Ilona and and Gakuma because he had he had uh, Barkskin in, but he also had this uh, Shadow Shadow Beast. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, and Lady Ilona with Shadow Beast and Duelist against the character is deadly. Like oh, you, wow. you can 
that this is a game over right there for for Gagamak, right? But I need oh, Gagamak, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so 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 it was uh, it was uh, very tactical again, and of course you have to kind of restrict uh, movement of individuals, and that's that's hard in itself. At the same yeah. time, trying to like navigate the hordes, etc. Um, there was the the most rightmost token was located in one of our lo- notoriously large forests. And uh, forests are fantastic against zombies because hitting on sixes, that's never a good time. And when you, uh, what he actually did, he used zombies to charge my chaff. So the axe troops, but the zombies are not really able to cause any damage. So the axe troops are, I think they are 11, 13 when they're in the drum influence, defense yeah. five. So against the zombies, it's, it's enough that they will hold like um, most cases, yeah. they will hold. So um, what happened was that while I was fighting a retreat, he was charging my chaff, trying to get through my chaff to the actual unit carrying the token. But I just kept disengaging and moving back in the forest. And he would charge again on sixes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and at trick. the same time, I was just healing up the chaff with the whip or with, the, with, my, uh, with my god speaker. Just make sure that, okay, you have to hit the chaff again and again and again and again, always on sixes. <laughs> So, so it um, it is actually I was able to block up a, a, a flank, block up a flank like that. I was not able to 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 keep Ilona out of my lines, and she almost got to Gak. Uh, she got to Gak, and she almost killed him. But mm-hmm. uh, then he rolled a little bit unlucky, and I was able to hit him in return with ho- uh, with the uh, Shadow Beast, yeah. and was able to waver him, and that's that's how, how that one ended, which was let's say purely lucky. Statistically, I shouldn't have survived this. So, um, so that and was two, uh, that was that. That's game. a great scene. That's a great scene with two heroes both backed up by um, host shadow beast beating on each other. On a token in the center of the board, actually. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was. Have, uh, you should have a photo just of that with that scene. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was really nice. And then, of course, uh, let's say, let's say with Jürgen, it was. Because this was also one of those games that was so close, right? And when it, when it's close and you really have to be really on, and you measure, you measure, you put down dice, you check angles, and you check literally every angle. I, I was saying in the middle of the game, this is more like a geometry class now, because we are we are really like there's nothing left to chance. So except mm-hmm. the dice, of course. So uh, so the, yeah, it was uh, it was a really really a really interesting game. He ended up killing more stuff than I did. But I was able to get away with the uh, two tokens, and he had zero tokens. So, um, mm, yeah. so that was b- because I was able to 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 march, you know, march and get to the tokens. So, so that when yeah. I when yeah. I was able to place my token, uh, I placed it. So, whichever side I was on, I was able to reach it fast. And exactly. uh, and and having a having a large horde, uh, even even when they are when they're not able to march because being terrain or whatever, even then just moving five inches and then pivoting. Is sometimes mm-hmm. enough because you have yeah, your footprint is large. You know, large footprints yeah, have a lot of disadvantages. Yes, mm-hmm. and then you can get yeah. to stuff. You know, like it's uh, sometimes it's also an advantage to, to 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 have a large footprint. I know that, for example, um, Jonathan Quayle, he loved his bone giants because they were still on a fifty mil base on the last conquest, yeah. and you could do a lot of shenanigans with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course. That that's correct, but like you know, when when you have learned to work with the large hordes, then uh, and you, you you know how to you know what distances you need between the regiments to clear when you pivot, etc. This is all stuff that there was a time when I when I calculated that like how much space you need, 
So, yeah. and now it's, you know, I have an eye for it. You know, I see what other distances, you know, I have a good, good eye. So if it's close, I verify, but most of the time I'm, my guesses are fairly good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I noticed that, that you had a very, um, your eye measurements were super precise. And uh, sometimes we're like, wait, whoa, 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 are you sure that was like six inches? And then we check it and yeah, it's like scar- scarily accurately six inches. <laughs> so, no, no, that was, it was... Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was a really good really good game against Jürgen, and I I used to play a lot with him, and now the last years we we didn't have much opportunity. You know, he got a he got a new job, and 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 he was really busy with that. I I got the the same job or different job in the same company, but I had two kids in the meantime, so it is not uh, it is not uh, always easy, but it's always a good time, you know. At him, and yeah. I would have loved to play against Morten Huyam as well. Actually, I would have loved to play against everybody. That's the thing, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're exhausted, you know, you play the entire weekend, and it's really long days, and you're thinking, like, fuck, another game, another game, but when you're in it, you're so yeah. deep in it that, like, the exhaustion, it kind of goes out the window, mm-hmm. true, so, true. so that was, uh, it was a really, it was a good week, exhausting, but good weekend. Mm, yeah, I agree, super fun time, always fun to come to Bergen, and, um, yeah, so and the, the the top three in this event, you of course as the champion, and uh, below you in second place was uh, Magnus with his uh, brother Mark, and uh, Jürgen, your final finalist opponent, he came in third with his uh, undead. Anybody so, could have won. It. Anybody could have won it. But how? But but one thing: how are you going to do it with the Congo Krieg and me speaking English versus Snakkenos? It shouldn't be a problem. I'll just. Uh, this this one is in English and that's it. That's this one it is. is in English. Yeah, very good, yeah. very good, very yeah. good. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, great to chat to you, Simon, and it was uh, good meeting you again at the tournament. Hopefully, not the last time. Uh, hopefully, we can see each other again in the, the next big event if all goes so well. And uh, fingers if all, crossed. If all, and if all, all goes that. well, well, we shall we shall see each other again. Thanks for having me on, and uh, <laughs> thanks for for yeah. doing the work with the podcast and and keeping the Kings of War scene vibrant and alive through the pandemic. That's a a hell of a job, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I think it's, yeah, it's, it's very good and it, it, it bodes well for the future also. You're very welcome. All right. So thanks for now, Simon. And uh, thanks for the chat. And I'll see you next time. Have a good evening, man. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye. Thank for that you heard about Konger and Krieg. Bli med i gruppen vår på Facebook, Kings of War Norway.